Hello and welcome to Resident Advisors Exchange, a series of conversations with the artists, labels, and promoters that are shaping the electronic music landscape. My name is Will Lynch, and I'm the Associate Editor of Resident Advisor. You can learn a lot about Berlin's club scene from the story of Kleiner Reise, a record label and former venue run by three friends from Ireland, Dara O'Neill, Peter Power, and Patrick Reddy. Without really knowing what they were doing, the trio set up a bar with no liquor license in the basement of a hostel. Two years later, it was a staple of Berlin's club scene, with international bookings and a tight family of regulars. They had to stop throwing parties in 2011 thanks to one irritated neighbor, but they bounced back almost immediately with a new spot across town, Loftus Hall, which quickly became another local favorite. Now they're getting ready to move again, though to where exactly they're not quite sure. In any case, their goal remains the same, to create cozy, inclusive events like the house parties in Dublin, little utopias as power puts it. So, you guys are looking for a new club right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now we're, we're starting a monthly series, party series. Thing. What's that all about? It's the bridge between Loftus and the new Clan Rises. So, um, I guess the new Clan Rises is three to six months away. So, in that time, we're going to do a monthly party in unknown and unused locations around Berlin. Mm. And uh, yeah, the first one will be at the next uh, Clan Rise Records release, and then yeah, we want to make it make it each one really unique. So there's talk of like yeah, hot tubs and <laughs> craning a hot tub onto a roof and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just yeah, that's that's the plan. So when you're looking around for new and unused locations, um, how does that work? Like. How do you get leads on a new spot? Yeah, I mean, we've been looking for actually for like about eight months already, and uh, we worked with uh, property developers and yeah, just t- talking to people. Uh, it's really hard, really hard to find something that that's going to be really special and fresh. Um, uh, yeah, it's just really hard. I think there's a lot of people looking for stuff too. So, mm. but I mean, we have we have we found stuff already. But after what we've been through already, we really want to find the absolutely ideal. So we found stuff that have potential neighbor problems that are amazing, but mm-hmm. that, that we just don't want to go through that again. You know, any neighbor issues, so it's pretty tough. What's like the ideal spot in terms of, you know, atmosphere? What do you look for where the, if you found it, you would say it's got to be this place? I, I think something pre- um, that hasn't been used as a club previously ideally uh and has no neighbors <laughs> has water is central <laughs> centrally located um and i, I think, I think I, the main thing we found from looking is that if you walk into a place you know just from the you know feeling of being there if it's going to be good to have a party in or not you know mm-hmm. just from walking in you kind of know i don't think has to be too big either yeah we found like because Kleinerizer was I don't know, maybe 200 uh, capacity, and then we moved to like Loftus, which was 400, which is like double. And then we realized the, the bigger it is, the more 
the more kind of business pressure there is to kind of like fill it up every month, every every night. Mm. But like, if it's smaller than anything, like grow more organically, and you can you can have like 50 people and still have an amazing party, and then as long as the atmosphere is good, that's all that matters. But then anyway, if you start off big and then like, try to fill it up, and you just get too lost in the whole the whole numbers game. Yeah, you can lose sight of the important stuff. I think. It seems like you guys like cozy cozy places, not yeah, just in terms definitely. of size, but yeah, the overall. Yeah, for sure. Why do you think that is, or why does that appeal to you? Well, that's the whole kind of house party vibe, I guess. Mm. Kind of in Dublin, like we first started like like throwing parties in a. It's like it's, it's actually a house that our friends moved into. Um, in college. I was in the middle of an industrial area. And because in the industrial area, industrial area there was no uh, no neighbours around, so they could, like... How many times have we said neighbours now already? Yeah, <laughs> played play, play, play <laughs> music all, all through the weekend. And then it was just, it, like, it was just friends having like gathering around every weekend after the club, just going there. And we just really enjoyed that, that like, house party vibe. That, like, I mean, we were kind of forced into that because in, in, in Dublin, the club slows at 2 a.m., you know, maybe 3 at the latest so there's a huge culture of house parties um, and when we moved to berlin it's like pretty much the opposite of that there are not that many house parties going on and w- when they are when there is one it's really special so that's our idea for slan rise was to fill that void and make it kind of like a house party with different rooms and so you can wander into different rooms with different different atmospheres like wandering into the kitchen or into the dance floor which is the sitting room or you know um why did you guys originally move here from dublin um, I, I was DJing and producing music at the time and Dublin's quite small I lived there for seven years or something so yeah I, I just moved here for a change it was only going to be one year but then bought furniture and got stuck I don't know why did you move here Peter? Um, well I just finished college and this was like my first trip on my around the world tour mm. yeah me too actually. and uh, yeah I came here because I was here just for, for a visit and End up, you know, falling into into just as I was about to leave. End up, we, we end up falling into Clan Rise and like we never intended it or anything. It just kind of, kind of happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how exactly did that happen? Like it, to me, it seems interesting that you guys, as um, expats, sort of got involved in the scene in in such a significant way. Yeah, um, I, I, I guess Ireland is a very particular culture of how we party and and. Um, uh, I, I, I definitely felt like I was fitting into the Berlin style of partying, like trying to fit into it. Yeah, it started actually, we, we actually we started before we opened Clan Rise, myself and uh, Mano and and uh, my cousin Elian put on some parties. And then Clan Rise, I used to walk through Spreewaldplatz and it was a derelict hotel there. And I used to go past a little door that that was like yeah into Kleinerizer, and uh, look in through the crack and think that'd be a great place for a club. Even showed it to my parents. Even like a year before we got the opportunity to open it, we were passing. I was like, brought my parents over and I was like, look, look in, look in there. Wouldn't that make a great club? They didn't really get it, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then I, d- I did a website for the landlords of that space, and uh, they I asked they gave me a tour of the building and then I, it was a complete rubbish tip like waist high rubbish in there and uh, I just asked yeah, if, it, if you guys renovated it I'd rent it so, yeah so we fell into it they, they kind of I saw the space I was amazed that I'd been in it 
I was in it now that I'd seen it before and uh, and yeah and then they just kind of we came to an agreement and it just happened and we, even when we got into it we said let's you know the opportunity was there and I was like let's just do it whatever happens let's just throw ourselves yeah. into it you know so it was actually really a rapid change from what we were doing before to doing it it was just like an opportunity that just came up yeah I guess it seems to me like um, do you feel like it's surprisingly easy to get involved in stuff like that as a foreigner in Berlin yeah yeah, opportunity was yeah. Push the boundaries until you get told off, and then like the the authorities are quite are quite good. You just keep the tr- do as much as you can, and then if you if you like piss off piss anyone off, then they like, they slap you on the wrist, and you go okay, and then they take a step back, and then get your certain licenses or whatever. And mm. Yeah, in Ireland, it's all sewn up. I mean, and also with insurance, like it's uh, yeah personal insurance here, and the amount of investment it would take to start something and yeah the the red tape around health and safety and um yeah it, it's it's just not possible i i mean i would never have i would never have um tried to open a club in in dublin or in ireland uh yeah it's because it's, yeah the opportunity here is so much freer so much easier but yeah, even the police would come in we started off with a cafe license with no alcohol uh or loudness and uh yeah, the police would come in and they're like, what are you doing, guys? Like, well, <laughs> you can't, we know, we don't have to see your license. We know you're not allowed to sell alcohol. And we just go, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we didn't know, we can't, you know, <laughs> we can't read the license. Um, and they'd say, yeah, okay, we're, you know, we're coming back in a month. You get it sorted. And then we'd have to do that part. And then they'd come in and they'd say, you know, um, you need more fire extinguishers. You need a phone so you can ring the, uh, the uh, fire brigade or whatever. Give us a month we do it, you know, so it was actually that, like, learning process even for us, but they gave us the leeway um, to do it at the start, and then we had one neighbor, and they came down real hard then, mm. at the end, so that's, that, they, they let it um, birth really easy, and then they killed it in the end anyway. <laughs> but I guess in another city, you would have gotten fined at each of, at least, at Yeah, each of I mean, we points, did get like, fined eventually, but, uh, but yeah. I mean, like for the no, um, yeah, the, not serving liquor without a license, not having a fight. Like they could have shut you down. On yeah, these things. They, they, they locked they the door. Don't. Yeah, in another city for sure. They just locked the door. But yeah. So it's kind of in a weird way, the city kind of fostered this learning experience for you as as you know, yeah. running yeah. a club, and then just snatched everything away. Well, yeah. also, also, the area was getting more. Uh, I don't know, because Brevo Plaza, the neighbors were getting more concerned about the, like it becoming a party hub, mm. and. I just think that which would have been great. It was perfect for that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I think. But it was it was really one neighbor though, just one in the building, like a five story building. And there was one guy out of I don't know how many, twenty. I don't know how many people in total, but just one guy. And that seems like kind of a common thing in Berlin, actually. That in so many ways, it's extraordinarily easy for clubs. But then one thing that can get you is just neighbors complaining. Like, yeah. I know it's like they have a similar thing around. Club Divisionaire and everything. Mm. The, the whole club is kind of being strangled by a few complaining neighbors. Yeah. But the city doesn't really have a problem with them. Um, with the be, neighbors or with the Club Divisionaire? I mean, um, neighbors around Club Divisionaire complain about the club, but, mm. um, you know, get the cops to go down there and make sure it's what not above a certain decibel and stuff like that. And are they new neighbors coming in? or Because that, that was the other... We had new, new neighbors who moved in, and, and they were like... Uh, yeah, well, come on, you turn it down. You turn it down. I was like, we just moved in above like Mark's Cafe. There's a 24-hour falafel place and a club, and you moved into the first floor above them. We we've been here a year. Like, 
you know where you're moving in. I mean, I, I, I really do care about neighbors for sure. And I, I'm, I'm someone's neighbor too. So, um, yeah, it's, you need peace and quiet, but uh, I think there has to be give and take. If you move into, someone's just established a business and they're a year in and then you move in above them and you complain that you're above a club, I don't know. But yeah, with, um, I wanted to talk about the part you guys had on May 1st at Spraywald Plots, um, which I th- thought of as kind of a good example of sort of what's possible in Berlin. Because um, you basically just threw a huge party, um, like a street party, mm. right out front of the club. Um, I mean, did you have any special license for that or was that cleared with anyone? Or how, you know, how do you prepare for something like that? Yeah, we got fined for that. <laughs> That was a fine thing. Was that our first fine? Yeah, Did we get away with that one? Or not? Initially, we had it like um, we had a speaker set up on on the ground just outside the door, and like every year the police like designate a specific area of the route where the skirmish is going to take place between the the, demonstra- uh, the demonstrators and the and the police, and it just happened that that year, the, the first year that we threw the party, that they designated on Spreewald Platz. So the police came in and like, no, no, you can't have a party here. It's like, this, Get her this, off the street. This is, this is where we're having our skirmish. <laughs> so, uh, so then we, like, we like, finally managed to come to a solution that we just put, in the, put a speaker through the windows of the, of the first floor, just above the club, and then just played from there. And then, yeah, just like, by like four o'clock, there was like 2,000 people just spread out throughout the people plots. And uh, the demonstrators coming through. Yeah, like they they split, yeah, and and split and in the, the middle parties, to, to let the demonstrators come through. Like and all the all the parties like cheering them on, and then like all of a sudden, there's just like the crowd just disperses, and then there's like Molotov cocktails and like smoke, yeah, smoke, s- and like smoke, smoke and like there's like if you, if, you, if you go on YouTube, there's videos of like like police like kicking 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 demonstrators in the head, and and all the like girl like girls who were raving just like clinging to the sides of the walls, <laughs> like knocking on doors trying to get in. <laughs> And then, like, eventually, like, like it started, like, after about 20 minutes, it started to clear. Well, we could soundtrack that as well. We, we soundtracked the chaos that we played there. What was it, Timmy, Thomas? Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what can we live together? Like, blared it out while the police and the, uh, it was, and the it demonstrators was, were fighting. It was pretty... It was more as it was settling down. So we, we stopped the music to, like, not antagonize anything. And just as it was, like, starting to settle down, we went up and, and blared out, like, Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why, can't we live together? And then all like all the ravers like slowly started coming out, <laughs> yeah, right. and, then, like, and then within like fifteen minutes, it was like full on rave again. Yeah. I was like, just, like one, one of my favorite moments in, in like the, in the whole like, Kleinerizer experience. Yeah, you guys. Um, another thing that's interesting to me is how you guys uh, moved to Loftus Hall really, really quickly. Mm. Um, I mean, again, it's something that's it's it's sort of weird that that's even possible that you you found a new space mm. so fast. Um, I mean, how exactly did that whole thing? go down well we um we were having all the neighbor problems and we we i think we'd been open uh it was coming up on two years and um, in Klein Horizon, and then we really needed a break so we closed for a month and we went back to ireland and we went we all just split up it was like in end of june i think so yeah all of july and then when we came back and opened up it was just chaos i think the neighbors thought that we shot for good and they'd won so so we opened up they were just not having it it was uh, yeah it was just we knew that it was done then so uh but we knew this was probably coming so we we were talking to people and we had um friends looking and we were looking and then uh yeah the guys the the landlords of um uh, 
kleiner Reise, saw how, yeah, saw how good it was, and they had a friend who found a place, but they, they weren't really that into it, actually, and, and then we want, we went to have a look at it, and they were looking in the window, like, oh, look at there's doilies, and, you know, yeah, look at the interior of this place, I was like, no, that's, that's what's so good about it, I said, <laughs> definitely take it, and, uh, yeah, there was talk of like renovating it all. Like, no, 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 just leave it as it is. Just what was the place system. actually? Like, what was it? It was, a, it was a sports club, and like they did wedding receptions there. And it was a canteen for the Bally Wolf uh, offices. So, like, they had breakfast and lunch yeah. and dinner. It, it, was, it was run by like an old couple. And then the, the, the husband died after, like some years ago. So, it's the old woman by herself, like sleeping in the, in the back where the backstage is now. Just like sleeping there and like had her TV and. Doing these, like I think I think she was just too tired to do it by herself, or like even maybe just scared yeah, to do it by herself. People breaking in and stuff as well. So she was she was over eighty, so she yeah. had to give it up. Yeah, all the little trinkets, like when we got inherited, all the little trinkets with with the place and yeah. yeah. But that wedding reception vibe appealed to you, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just it's just like a time machine, basically. Like well, the things they bury in the ground, like a time capsule. Time, time capsule, yeah. yeah. To, to just put in like a good a new modern sound system and keep it as it was you know it's pretty yeah it's pretty excited about doing that how did you um let people know that you moved to a new spot like what was the publicity effort you know for that transition well, like we, we still had all the parties booked for clan Riza for like the, for like the next month in advance i say and then like we just like we had we, like we had to do them so we just brought to loftus hall didn't didn't like advertise it, just advertise it as the address, as like a kind of a trial, because we, we had no time to prepare for anything, so we just, just wing it for a month, and then I guess after about a month and a half, we decided to officially open with a, with a mm. with like an opening party. Name. And a name and a logo, it had a name. That's what we were waiting for, just like thinking of a name. <laughs> How did you come up with that pricing scheme, like for a while? Was, rise or? Um, I guess it both, but I guess I, the thing that sticks out in my mind is how at Loftus Hall it was free before, for a while before yeah. midnight, and then it, if you were putting on a night there, it couldn't be more than a certain amount. And, it's, and it started filling up before midnight then, and that's when we started having like, trouble with promoters uh, <laughs> not being able to like fit anyone in, so they can't pay for their, for their DJs. But uh, I, I think, yeah, it was, it was the same thing going back to like the house parties in Ireland. As we said at Clan Riser, we didn't want any kind of it wanted to be like have status mattering on the door, or even particularly how people are dressed, or um, and and that was it was like yeah we wanted to see how that would work, and and actually I think we proved that it works just fine, you know, just yeah, letting yeah. whoever wants to come in come in if, if they if they fuck up inside then you know they have to go out again, but uh, yeah I I think again it's a, a very inclusive not exclusive sort of family. Uh, vibe which is I think it's the only way you can really have fun and have a really good party if you're not just happy to be in there because you know you got in and whatever you're just happy to be in there I mean yeah I think that's really important for a good party yeah I mean it's, it's, it's obviously a double-edged sword but if you create create the right setting and you know your, your feelers are in the right direction then you attract you attract the right people and you don't have to like have this strict door policy or anything as if you're promoting right, if you're, if you're promoting promoting it in a, in a, like in a, in a natural way that you're telling friends and telling friends to fr tell friends, 
then it shouldn't be a problem. But like, yeah, I think even things like no photographs or no like, like we we never said to have no photographs, but like we don't. I mean, it does. For, I, I don't like it when there is photographs. Yeah. But the fact that like you're telling them not to do it, it's kind of. I don't know you're, you're like, you don't want to incite rebellion in other people. They, they should want to do under, not want to do it on their own accord, just by example of what's going around. So did you guys hang out at the? You would hang out at the club most nights. It started to. <laughs> it started to. I mean, fuck. Um, yeah, Atlanta Riser was just, you know, we were wet around the ears and we were just like so into being there all the time. And it was just amazing. And uh, and I guess with Loftus came a bit more pressure and uh, and we just yeah we didn't like well, the longest break we got was that one month in in yeah in the summer after when we had to close the rise afterwards but you know we just needed we weren't even able to get away singularly for like three months or something just to like really take a load off it's just like wore us down didn't it yeah doesn't it I mean yeah. I don't know I think it's probably a not a normal thing for anyone involved in a club I think the creative aspect kind of gets gets uh, put in the background after a while and it's, it becomes it becomes like it's, it's as soon as it becomes a number ga- numbers game, it stops being enjoyable. And then, as soon as that happened, it was just kind of, we knew we needed to take, we lost the love, not the love, but we needed to take it, we needed to find a new experience and find a change and try to transform into something, into something new. And it's, it's something we have 100% control over to our, ourselves, you know. It's pretty, uh, yeah, really important for me anyway. Do you think other people that run clubs have such a, intimate relationship with it i mean i feel like a lot of people would be happy to have their club just humming away you know you know even if it's a numbers game or even if they don't have that much fun there anymore like there are people coming and you have parties going on i I think for us life's too short to just rest on our laurels you know it's just i was just just always seeking new new things and new ways to express ourselves and, and, and and learn about music it's meant to all. Anyways, it's meant to all be about creating like the atmosphere for the best possible party. Um, so we're all trying to create our own, our own little utopias. You know, if the foundations aren't solid, then it'll, it'll never arrive to anything. So you gotta keep like recycling the foundations until each new foundation is slightly stronger and slightly more all-encompassing. Yeah, I mean, I guess that payoff, like that you're kind of um, hinting at, like when you're saying. Uh, the final period of Klein Risa, and every night there was just, you know, um, off the charts. Um, what, like, if you took one of those nights, what makes it so good, or what's going on that, that you know, is that nails it for you? It was just so free. Like, I think the staff felt free, that, free there um, to enjoy themselves. Everybody felt just free to enjoy themselves because of the door policy because of the atmosphere that that was there that people weren't um weren't worried about letting go like um i i know that there's some issues promoters and djs have in berlin that if, if the audience are like screaming or shouting along or cheering along that there's it's a big problem why but, what do you mean no i just noticed it there was one, one we were yeah, we were at it <laughs> i guess that's something else we were we were at a club and um there was uh, one of the Bergheim DJs was playing at, a, at this club and we were um, singing David Guetta <laughs> along to the track. But uh, You guys were singing David yeah, Guetta. But we were just, it was just, it was when that tune was really big, which one was it? <laughs> uh, 
Um, and love takes over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we were just like we we're just enjoying ourselves. I, I, I honestly didn't even know that, that, that they could hear us. But um, we were the only people on the dance floor as well dancing. And yeah, yeah, we were on, only people. Dancing. <laughs> I, I guess maybe they were just pissed off in general. But yeah, they just stopped the record and said like, "Shut, shut the fuck up." <laughs> um, and we're like, we're the only people here. <laughs> what happens if we shut up? Um, but. Uh, um, yeah, and and, and, and and yeah, promoters and and DJs are first saying, "Oh God, would that person shut the fuck up?" Like Jesus, they're like hootering and hollering over there. But in Ireland, it's like anything goes. Like in a club house party, anything goes, in a good way and a bad way. But uh, yeah, so so we had that we had that atmosphere that anything goes. And the, the, pe- just, the, the, yeah, the, the people are the, the the music. I mean, everyone in the crowd has, has as much responsibility to be, to create the music as the as the DJ does. It's an exchange between the two of them. People forget that, like all the, the, you know, the the ooing and the ahs and all that. It's just it creates part of the sonic atmosphere. So we know when, like when people like Moody Man put like crowd noises into their tracks, it's because those those people are the, like the, the atmosphere of the music. They're like the, the, the yeah the atmosphere. And if the if the atmosphere of the people is, is are enjoying themselves and happy and able to express themselves, and the DJs are in sync with this, then it's. And it's just a bad party then. It's just a bad party. Yeah, people should be able to feel free to like add to this, to the sonic texture of the of the atmosphere. You know, sometimes when I, like, I, I, I like I felt like my role was like the cheermeister sometimes in the final rise and that like if, if, the cheermeister. If, the cheermeister. But if I came in and like I noticed that the mood was a little bit like uh, subdued, I kind of go, any, any moment that like there was a little bit of a lift, I'd go, or a kumo. Or yeah, or, or yeah, or you moan. It was a zero. But yeah, um, earlier on you were saying that basically what you needed, what needed to happen next, was like some sort of broadening of your, you know, perspective or something. Or that you know that you were actually to a corner or something like that. Oh, but we but, need need the space anyway. Just a, little, a bit of space to like let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, could you say, like, do you have any idea, sort of, um, what that means for the next thing? Or, you know, like, wh- what's going to be different about about the next spot? Uh, who knows, though? It's, it's like, it still hasn't happened yet, so we just all, all to, it's all ahead of us. Yeah, it's just, just, we're just happy to have that, the opportunity and the possibility to explore the possibilities, basically. Yeah. I and mean, we're also four years older, so um, it'll obviously be because yeah we still want to be there and still want to be into it so it's, it's going to obviously be slightly different um but uh we yeah we, we also kind of we want to go back to the roots of clan Ariza, which was all based in like friendships and this family kind of environment and anything goes and uh yeah, and and I, I, I as well. I think it really depends on the space. Like the, the space we find, you kind of have to work with it, and uh, um, that's where we're at right now is finding that space. So we, yeah, while we have loads of ideas and and how to really make something different and fresh, uh, we really have to find the space before we can really like apply all that, all, all those ideas. So at, at the moment, we're just kind of like do different locations for each each release party that we do for the. For the label for Clan Riser Records, so that'll be just a good way of like just sussing out what's out there and what's possible and what, and just yeah, enjoying having parties in different places for a while. Yeah, so I guess at this point you guys take it for granted that like 
um, this, like this is what you do. For sure, not this is definitely not like clubs putting putting on parties. Definitely what I want to do. Like no way, but I want to do it right now. So that's, that's what, what like I I I want to um, I want the, this story to continue right now. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.